I think I switched it over right. I did. I sure did. Hello and welcome. Here we go. We're actually up. <laughs> we are live. Uh, welcome to episode 15 of the Rocket Punch Show here. I'm one of your, I'm your host, one of your hosts, however you want to call it, Cameron, um, the, <laughs> the mainstay here from henceforth. Um, down in my bottom right corner of the screen, if you're watching this via video, is not Seth. Um, yeah. Seth Seth is gone. He was only here for like two weeks, and we banished him already. Instead, <laughs> um, we got our good good friend of the show, fellow Twitch streamer here, Nick. Uh, I'm at Nick Uncut. Nick, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Uh, I, I, it was sad to see him get voted off last week. <laughs> I thought he had some seriously great chemistry with the rest of the cast. Uh, I know. It, it, you it was, know? It was a crying shame, you know. There's nothing you can do, though, you know. He got voted off. He didn't get the rose. I was just, I was heartbroken, you know. <laughs> you, uh, no, um, in all seriousness, guys, uh, Seth is out for this week. Uh, he actually had some issues come up at his house, and so he's unable to be able to stream with us uh, today. But um, hopefully we'll, everything will get sorted out this week, and we'll have him on next week. But in the interim, um, I, I've talked about it before. I've wanted to be able to get more people on here. Not just like Seth and I will be the mainstays, of course. And um, there, there can be times if Seth is here, we'll have three people and I've got to get the asset for that rolling. But um, the, the oh fact of like, yeah, no, it's it got to crack open my um, Photoshop skills here. <laughs> but no, I really wanted to have some, more people, more guests, a lot of different voices on the show. People that are um, that want to talk to us about video games into microphones, as we like to say. And so, uh, Nick, I'm glad you joined us today. Um, for the people that yeah. don't know you, why don't you why don't you talk talk about yourself? Tell us what you do, what you create. Give us all the the spiel. I'll give you the whole uh, the whole spiel, I guess. Like it says in the uh, bottom left here, my name is Nick, otherwise known as Nick Uncut. Uh, I'm one of the streamers here on Twitch. Um, I'm actually part of the same group that uh, Rocket Punch and Cameron and all of those good folks are on uh, Stream Alabama, uh, as well as I do work on the Hobo Slayers team. Um, I'm a variety streamer who happens to stream way too much Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> like, that's the way I've always put it. That game is a uh, sickness for me. It's been four and a half years, Ubisoft and I'm still playing. Like, yes, yeah. good. Yes, me buying every year pass and battle pass, and being like, well, i got to finish grinding this one now. So Hey, look, everybody's got their game, um, so... Right, and I mean it's it's uh, I've been lucky enough to you know go to a few of the uh, esports events for it and things like that. I'm hoping to continue doing that. That's really um, outside of that though, yeah, it's a uh, you know it's a lot. It's like any it's like any hobby of yours, you know, like whether you're into F1 racing or sports or anything like that. You know, it's you dive deep into it. So oh, um, yeah. and yeah, you can see the last thing I was playing was Siege. I know it's <laughs> shocking. Shock. Oh my god! I no. know it's horrifying. But no, um, I've, I've I've had the pleasure of catching some of your streams, and they're pretty awesome. <laughs> you're pretty you're pretty good at seeds, a whole lot better than me. I'll definitely say. I would I would hope I'm decent if I've put enough hours into it. You know, it's one of those things where you know, wow, people talk about how many days they have in the game, and I'm just like, uh, yeah, you're. I don't um, talk what's about that? It. What's that? Um, the the monkey meme, the monkey puppet meme, where it's kind of like yes, camera, like. <laughs> exactly it's exactly that um but outside of that though uh i i stream quite a bit of uh whatever sounds interesting really um i recently started streaming a bit more of that deep rock galactic that game is just we i am so impressed with that game i might actually change my schedule this week if it, we might have to talk after the show because deep rock galactic is a 
is a game I bought that way, way back when it was like right. just got rolled out in early access, and I enjoyed that game, and I haven't played it since, and I really want some people to play with, and if you're playing yeah. it, we're going to have to maybe co-stream this sometime this week or next week. I am 100% here for it. It started out like my friend shooting me a message. I remember I remember Xbox specifically showing it off in one of their indie game uh, at A3 one year where they were like, hey, it's cool, and I was like, it's weird, it's voxel, but it's, it's it's dwarves and it's aliens. Like, I'm here for it, you know? I, 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 think, um, I, I think I just stumbled on it. It was something that popped up. I'm like, oh, this looks kind of cool. Like, okay, on Steam. I'm like, okay, sure, get it. Funny right. enough, man, it was so much fun. And then in the course of, like, it was the Steam sale. My friend was like, hey, man, you should pick it up. It's like, you know, 20 bucks. So I bought it. Mm-hmm. And then I think over the course of a week... I think I know four other people that got it. So like everyone suddenly started playing it. I was like, Oh, I guess this is a thing now. <laughs> is it? <laughs> it's still an early access. Has it released? Is it officially 1.0? I don't know if it's 1.0 yet. I'd have to look, but like, uh, it's, uh, it, right it's, it's so detailed where it's at now where I'm like this, but then again, what is, what does early access mean anymore? Yeah. You know, a, it's a, a thin veil just letting what you know what was that story from not... like a few weeks ago where like Fortnite just left beta oh really I didn't even know that yeah. oh, Fortnite God. just finally left beta uh, like a couple weeks ago you know I mean, when you're when you're making hand over fist I guess you, you know eh, nobody's gonna return our game we can let, drop the beta off it's fine yeah. I bought that game when it I played Fortnite specifically for the save the world mode yeah, I bought this Save the World thing. I was like, here for it. I'm like, let's go. It had, uh, at the time, Cliff Bozinski was still attached for it. And I was like, mm-hmm. the, the, oh, the Gears man. of War guy? I'm in, yeah. I, it, um, I had, because I, I just logged in. I re-downloaded it, and I just logged in maybe like a couple of days ago. And I got like right. all this Founders Pack stuff. Like, oh, thanks for being a founder. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I did. Um, oh good god what have I founded you know <laughs> exactly but no no it, it's awesome uh, maybe one day possibly maybe I'll try and play Fortnite again it's been a really long time I might give another crack yeah um, <laughs> but let, let's no, let, no, let, no, let's no. let's stop let's get right into it here you know but before yeah. we get started as well always want to thank uh, thank all the guests that come on so Nick thank you so much for joining us here um, Anytime, the first my friend. time on the show, so you get. I to... was telling you earlier, actually, we were so because I met you at the Twitch Huntsville event, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh man, they're running this thing. It reminds me of the thing I used to run. Like that's really cool. I love it." And then you're like, "Yeah, maybe you should come on. Is there any games coming up?" And I was like, "Well, Doom Eternal looks pretty cool. We should talk about Doom Eternal." And that, that was March. Never um, happened. It's been a long no. couple of months. Let me tell you. Well, it <laughs> was that and Animal Crossing back to back. So like. <clears throat> oh yeah no 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 the the early part of the year was really good and it it's good that they came out because it helped stem the inevitable stay-at-home stuff we had to deal with and we're still right to deal with there exactly um but no let's get right into it guys for people who don't know if for some reason this is your first time here you're new to the show uh, welcome to the rocket punch show uh, this is your southern source for all things gaming geek and more you can listen to the show every tuesday on your podcast service of choice 
Um, you can also listen to us live as we record the show each and every Sunday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on twitch.tv slash rocketpunchlive. Um, we always like to thank everybody tuning in to that are swinging by and watching us and kind of joining us in on our conversations as we're streaming. So thank you, Twitch viewers, for hanging out with us. Um, <laughs> if you want to know more about Rocket Punch and what we do here, make sure you head over to rocketpunchgo.com. That is your one-stop shop for all the videos, streams, podcasts, and all the things we do. Going to be right there at your fingertips. All, all of the socials. All, uh, all of them. Like it, it, the website has been like refreshed, so it's a lot. Since it's just me now, it, it's a lot simpler. It looks awesome. Like. Yeah, um, special shout out to Seth for that because it, it's very much a nice hub. And what I've always wanted is just a, a hub for people to go and they can be pointed directly to where the, the content that we have. And that makes sense. Seth makes magic happen, so... He does. He sure does. Um, also, guys, if you want to join us and uh, be a part of Discord, be a part of the Rocket Punch family, head over to our Discord channel there. Um, it is in the um, chat for all of our people watching via Twitch, and it's also going to be in our show notes for everybody listening on audio services. Um, a lot of different ways you guys can support the show. The easiest and freest way is by um, shooting us a review over on your audio service of choice. You can also follow yep. and share our content on social media. Um, I'm uh, basically the Rocket Punch one is Rocket Punch Go on Twitter and Instagram and Rocket Punch Network on Facebook. Um, w- w- shout yours out, Nick. We can go ahead and get yours out of the way too. I'll, I'll probably bug you a couple of times about that. Where can people find you? So if you guys want to know any of my socials, thankfully I- I've been good about unifying everything. It's at Nick Uncut on Twitter, at Nick Uncut on uh, Twitch. If you go to Twitch, you can actually find all the links there for my Discord that I run. Uh, and you can keep up with all the weird stuff that I get up to. Uh, yeah. Do it. yeah, everything's pretty much Nick Uncut. If you don't find me there, then I'm probably not there. There you go. See, that's easy. See, we, we didn't have that luxury. We had to get creative with our names because that stupid Korean band. Yeah. But I yeah, you, yeah, I burned myself. So, so I was like, <laughs> we were, when I was, uh, my friend and I were doing something very similar to Rocket Punch. We had our own thing where we were, I think we had a list of like, 15 names that we were going through where we were like all right is this already in a podcast feed it is cross it off the list yep that's the fun part about starting something new is you gotta like okay let's make sure we don't want to cross the stream yeah. from anybody else and bump heads it's great. <laughs> um and also guys to wrap up housekeeping if you want to um go even further beyond and help support the show you can do so by uh, subscribing to us here on twitch or becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash rocket punch um either way uh, either path you choose to get you a lot of cool extra bonus goodies and exclusive stuff. Um, speaking of, we'd like to give a special shout out to all of our Patreon producers, people supporting us over at patreon.com slash rocketpunch at our highest tier. So thank you guys so much to Jossie M, Sam S, Jeremy M, Stephen S, and Adam C. Uh, thank you guys so much for your continued support there. Um, I think that's that's all the housekeeping I got here. Uh, nothing too crazy on the upcoming announcements here, so we can jump into the news here. If you're ready, Nick, like, I, I, I gotta prepare you, because there's some pretty juicy news tidbits we got this going on today. You you picked a really interesting week to shoot me a message and be like, hey man, what are you up to? Because <laughs> there's some, uh, there's some actual good news here. I'm actually kind of excited. There's some really good news, um, and we're definitely going to talk about it here. Um, actually, before I even talk about that, I see Dark Sage 9117 um, have an interesting gaming question for you guys. Dark Sage, ask away. And yep. we, we always like interacting with people in the chat during the conversations here. And especially if you are a Twitch subscriber and you're uh, watching, we'll have a post show 
available after this show for subscribers only where you guys can ask a lot more questions as well yep but let's get in um number one have you i don't know nick if you've heard of this game called rocket league have have you heard of this game do you know about this game absolutely i remember (laughs) i remember when this launched on because it launched on playstation plus it was one of the Mm -hmm. first big playstation plus games and that's a such a good way to put out your game it's like hey guys it's free for the first month because everyone it's wild everyone started playing it yeah it's wild well more people are going to be able to play it because rocket league is going free to play this summer here this coming from the official rocket league blog i'm going to read a little bit off here um after nearly five years millions of players and billions of soccer matches played it's time to talk about the next chapter of rocket league the game wouldn't be where it is without our dedicated and amazing community today we're excited to announce that we're gearing up to make that community even bigger beginning later this summer rocket league is going free to play um what does that mean for the rocket league gameplay you know and love the core gameplay will remain the same but we are refining the main menus to make exploring the game easier Plus, we're revamping and improving major features like tournaments and challenges and introducing cross-platform progression. Rocket League action on the field will still be same, the same core high-octane hybrid of sports and action you love today. And soon, even more players will share that love. That begins with Rocket League's release on its newest platform, the Epic Game Store. Yep. Rocket League will release on the Epic Game Store on PC the same time it goes free-to-play. This version of the game will be identical to the version found on other platforms and will feature cross-platform play anywhere you play Rocket League, including between the Epic Game Store and Steam. Once Rocket League goes free-to-play, anyone who already owns Rocket League on any platform, including Steam, will be able to play and enjoy the game with full support for future updates and features. However, the Steam version will no longer be available to download for new players. To put it simply, wherever you play now, including Steam, you'll still be able to play in the future. Anyone who has played Rocket League Online before the launch of Free to Play will be rewarded with legacy status, which includes here, I'm going to read a, little, a few of these items here, um, all Rocket League branded DLC released before Free to Play, um, established 20XX title that displays the first year you played Rocket League, 200 plus common items upgraded to legacy quality, Golden Cosmos yep. Boost, uh, Dicey Oreo wheels, I, I can't, I'm sure I'm butchering that, and the Huntress Player Banner. Um, uh, if in addition, if you've played online before this announcement, you will also receive the faded Cosmos Boost Legacy Rewards will be granted once the free-to-play version launches later this summer. Uh, there's a little bit more left in that article here, but Nick, what is your bead on Rocket League going free-to-play? Are you, are you excited? You're not excited? Like, what's what, what's going on through your head? So I was thinking about this for a little bit. Um, it's it's interesting because we know so we know they got bought it was may of 2019 last year that epic bought them and it was a big deal of you know what are they you know they're starting to kind of pick up steam you know they're trying to take on steam that was not a pun i purposely was going for but (laughs) here's where we are right love Um, when it comes off naturally I'm someone who loves, uh, I love Rocket League. I am absolute garbage at it, but I love watching and I love playing it. Like, it's it's cool. Um, what I'm really excited about for it is the fact that uh, Epic, you know, Epic is a very, uh, they're a very wealthy company right now. That's an understatement. And, <laughs> when uh, With them going free to play with this, um, I'm excited to see what that does. Uh, one, for the player base, because this is a game with a massive player base already. It's already cross-play on your Switch, your Xbox, your PlayStation, everything. Um, what I was thinking about is the fact that 
uh, with this, I want to see what it does to the esports league. Um, Rocket League oh. is somewhere like a, it's, I think it's a tier two or tier three esport at this point. Um, and to show you what kind of money uh, goes into it, the winners of last year's, uh, uh, I'm going to butcher the name for it, the Rocket, the Rocket League Season 8 Championship, which was their most recent, okay. uh, uh, the winning team took home 200 grand. So, like, there is some actual money that is getting thrown around That's for this esport. So, with this going free to play, you know, you got to think about this is gonna this is gonna be a way to inject new talent into the into the scene. This is a way to get more people to maybe start paying attention and help boost their you know portfolio quite a bit. Yeah. Plus, you know, with Epic behind it, I I wouldn't be surprised if they start dumping some more money into that prize pool. You know, look at Valve when when Dota happens every year, the international. You know, yeah. That's a good point. Like it, that's the one big thing I think is a, a strong takeaway from this is the fact that Epic owns Rocket League. Like they bought the studio Psionics. Yes, they own Psionics, and Epic is has a good track record with game making games free to play and making them very very profitable. So you know, yep. could this be the next Fortnite success thing and going free to play? I mean, like they clearly know how to monetize and sell the game and sell the options at even at a free-to-play game that entices people to um, come over and play. And even with Rocket League success, you know, there's still a barrier to entry of 20 bucks and opening that up to free-to-play. And the big one here that we can't forget is that it's cross-play. So it doesn't right. matter like where... On everything. Yeah, so it doesn't matter where you're playing, you're always going to have a pool of people to play against to, to jump online with. That's a really big deal. Um... And I think that, like, that's congrats to Psionics, congrats to Epic Games, and like the the, the plan they're going with. I think it's is going to be very successful for them. Um, interesting thing, part of the story is that the Steam part, which I guess was yes, it's owned by that's Epic. That's where it gets a little interesting. It, it was only a matter of time, but now Steam, uh, it will no longer. If, if you're if you're one of the people that is. So, like, I gotta have it on Steam. Screw Epic Game Store. If you haven't bought Rocket League, you better buy it now. Because when it goes free to play, it's not going to be on Steam anymore. Um, no. Do, do, you, do you think that is... I don't want to say a smart... Do you think that is the best move? Or should it s- still be on Steam? Like now, now, granted, they still... Until it goes free to play, mm-hmm. you can still buy it. And you, you'll be able to get all the updates and whatnot. Like, I have it on Steam on my PC. But for right. people in the future, do you think that that is a big deal? Do you think it does, just doesn't matter at all? Just tell people to go to Epic Game Store. I think it doesn't matter too much just because of the fact that you got to look at, you got to look at, like, you got a massive player base of Rocket League. I'm, I'm looking at some numbers here. Like, at the beginning of 2018, they already had 40 million people, you know? Okay. Yeah. Now, take that same group. And put them against the Fortnite group. Like, there's a significant amount of crossover there. So, it's not hard for someone to look at and go, hey, you play Fortnite. You already have the Epic launcher. Why not install Rocket League? You know, I, I, I see this mostly benefiting them. That's the big one. Uh, like, I, I, you know, you're taking this game that's already pretty big and introducing it to an even bigger audience. Yeah. So, I, I only see them benefiting from it. I think on consumer wise, uh, I think exclusivity is kind of dumb, but I get why it happens. So, also it being free to play, it's kind of hard to get mad at, you know. It's, it's free to play, like, and I, I totally agree with right. you on that point too. Like, all the 
millions and millions of people that play Fortnite right. go on the Epic Game Store now. That's where they're playing Fortnite, and they see, oh, there's exactly. another free-to-play game. It's Rocket League. I've heard about this game before. I've seen right. it in some tournaments. Let me try it and download it. And boom, they're hooked. And think about that. You know, think about the way that like part of why Fortnite is so successful in you know in my opinion is the fact that it's crossplay. You know, I can play it on my phone while you play on your Switch while our friends on the PC. That's you true. can do the same exact thing, and you can pitch that same exact style with Rocket League. Now I can say, "Hey, it's on my Switch. It's Good on my point. computer." Good point. And also, it's a game that you do not need a powerful computer to run. You can run this, you know, on about anything. That's true, yeah, but it, I will tell you, it looks real good when you have it on a powerful computer. Oh, man, it, it's... I'm going to tell you that. It looks gorgeous. Yeah. But no, uh, we'll definitely have to see. I think this is just great news for Rocket League. Um, I'm really excited to see how many more people jump into Rocket League because maybe there will be enough people to come in so that I can actually win a match in Rocket League. Um, I mean, look, that's the time to jump in. You know, it's it's like when you're that guy who bought Call of Duty when it first came out, and then when the holiday season hits, you're just destroying people because <laughs> you know they bought it. Their mom bought it for him for forty bucks, and you're the adult who paid sixty on day that's one. Right. So like, you got to earn it. Yeah, <laughs> doing these crazy backflips. I don't know how they do that. Exactly. I, I don't. I don't. Um, you right. know, you know something else I wasn't expecting uh, aside from people doing uh, flips in the air is the second story. And we're going to talk about it here right now. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, newest game from Sony's um, staple of IPs here for the PlayStation 4, sells 2.4 million copies in the first three days of launch. Um, Sucker Punch's latest has become Sony's fastest-selling new IP of the generation. Uh, this coming from Brendan Sinclair over at GameIndustry.biz. Uh, Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima sold through 2.4 million copies in its first three days on sale, Sony announced today. Uh, the Samurai action game from Sucker Punch is now the fastest-selling new intellectual property from Sony this generation. Uh, Sony didn't indicate what Ghost of Tsushima toppled for that title, but 2017's Horizon Zero Dawn is a likely candidate, having sold $2.6 million in its first few weeks on sale. Um, while it toppled the list of original IP, Ghost of Tsushima still fell far short of the sales of some PS4 exclusives based on established franchises. Um, God of War sold 3.1 million copies. Spider-Man sold 3.3. Final Fantasy VII Remake 3.5. And The Last of Us Part Two with 4 million all posted progressively higher three-day sales totals. Um, which, I, I guess, as you go through that list, I kind of understand that, especially with right. God of War being the oldest one. Um, Nick, have you had a chance to play Ghost of Tsushima? So I haven't gotten to play it just yet. I do have it installed, but I'm... Like I was telling you before the show, I'm working through a backlog right now. So, like, <laughs> I'm excited to play through this game. You know, this might be a good one where I'm going to, you know, shut everything down for a weekend and just play through it. So you're, you're, you're a good man. See, I can't when new games come out, I just jump in and play them. And then I get confused about what games. Right. See, that's that's me. 100%. It depends on the game, to be fair. And this kind of goes into what I was thinking about when you when I was reading this article was. It was weird because we saw this game, you know, years ago. Like this was this was a big announcement at the time. They had the big uh, artist come out and play the music, and it was, you know, it took center stage at the PlayStation E3 event. Mm-hmm. Um, and then towards the last like maybe few months, they really haven't done a lot of promotion for it. Um, I was getting kind of nervous looking at it. It kind of reminded me of what was happening with Days Gone, where they were like, "Hey guys, we have Last of Us 2. And, and it's Ghost of Tsushima, by the way. Also, 
coming after you. You know. Get excited. Um, so to see it sell this well immediately, I am very impressed, honestly. Yeah, I'm very impressed. A little shocked. But again, I, I mean, I think, I think a part of that is uh, just the positive buzz that Sony has gotten around their new IPs. I mean, all go uh, all the ones they listed: God of War, Spider Man, Horizon Zero Dawn, right? Like the Last of Us Part Two have just been big hits for Sony. Um, I think that with a lot of the showing on here and the, the push saying, "Hey, it's a Sony first party studio game," I think that's got given them a lot of yeah. positive buzz. I have poured hours into this game. Um, I was telling you, Nick, before we started the show, mm-hmm. I'm like. I'm in one half of the island, and I've maybe covered 50% of it, and there's still, like, all of these main quests and side quests and odd job stuff that pop up that I'm, like, looking right. at the map, I'm like, holy crap, there's so much to do. And there's still, like, a second half of the map that I haven't opened up yet that's bigger than the first half of the map. And if it's yeah. the same size, I'm like, oh, this is, it, it's approaching, like, Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Witcher 3 levels of like size. And I don't know if you want to get it as large as Odyssey was because Odyssey was, uh, Odyssey was big. You're probably, man, right. that was a lot of game. Yeah, it's probably not that big, but I, I remember I was playing it today and I was really thinking, like, if you, I, I really think Ghost of Tsushima is one of those games that's very, a very good bang for your buck. Like, if you're one of those people, like, if I want right. to my six, I want to put my 60 bucks on a game that I'm going to spend and pour hours into and I'm not, you know, I don't want a 10, 12, 15 hour experience. I want to pour it in for 20, 30, 40, 50 plus hours. Like I think exactly Ghost is that game. And it, it's really starting to show it. Like I, I mean, I, I could go on the main path and I'm like, these are some really interesting stories I'm playing with. I want to talk to this exactly. character. I want to see what the sensei is doing with his uh, pupil. I want to talk about, the um the, the the merchant in the sake cart. You gotta go follow some foxes, you know. Yeah, so, man, I'll always go for the fox den. Look, don't don't care what you're <laughs> tracking. When you see the fox den pop up, you stop and you go towards the fox den. It's really important to do that. Um, right. But no, the, I, I'm really enjoying the game. I'm hoping to actually, if I can find a nice easy way to get my playstation 4 pro in here i'll definitely um be capturing some footage and have a <laughs> review for you guys here on the official rocket punch channel uh, at least my overall right. thoughts on that um, and, and what i was i was pulling up some some stuff before the show got started mm-hmm. um it, it, a couple things that like i think you know a couple things the audience needs to know about this quick is one it's a new ip um New IPs are always really, really hard. I don't know. It, it's very hard to come to someone and say, hey, I have this brand new idea. What, what do you got? You know? Yes. Um, it's a new IP. And I think it's weirdly fitting that suck- this is, you know, one of the last exclusives to come out on the PS4. When you consider the fact that, and I'm pulling it up here, Infamous Second Son was one of the launch games for the PS4. Um, yep. The same out- exact studio came out in the launch window which that game is fun it oh yeah i'm glad they learned from that like that game is fun i think that game was kind of empty like there wasn't really a lot of right. stuff to do but honestly i also say it you know this is back in 2013 when open world stuff was at a certain bar and i think it was like kind of infamous or not infamous but um well no i guess they've done infamous 
games before, so I'm actually really curious. Why. Right. I don't know. That was one of my... I loved all the powers. I just wish there would have been a little bit more to do in those games. Yeah, and I was... I was looking at it infamous took uh it took about nine days for it to hit one million units you know and this is an established franchise at this point you know people knew what infamous was yep so it took them nine days to get there and that's still awesome like it's looking at their numbers here it is and let me get this exactly right where is it here infamous second son is the uh is number 31 on their best-selling games so like it's it's impressive, you know, the fact that this sold that quick, I am, you know, I can't, you can't be mad at that kind of success. That's just awesome. You can be, and you know, and guess what? 2.4 is even better. And I think that the positive buzz about that game is just going to create more hype and get more people involved in it. And I think it definitely, it's worth checking out. Um, If you haven't had a chance, uh, definitely watch some streams or watch some gameplay coverage of it. It's really good. I've enjoyed it a lot. Absolutely. Um, Congrats to... Um, Sucker Punch and all those guys on the, you know, like you said, Nick, it, it is very hard to get uh, an established franchise that high, much less a brand new IP. Right. I mean, in in three days, they're already the seventeenth best selling game on the PlayStation. You know. Yeah. Doing like, pretty that's good. Kind of insane. Doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, moving on here to uh, story number three. Uh, we talked about this. I know Seth and I did maybe like two or three weeks ago about uh, uh, NBA, I think 2K, 221, looking to increase yep. their game price to $70, um, and whether the industry was going to move to that trend, which I'm okay with, personally, um, for I a agree. lot of the reasons I talked about. But apparently a studio who's not going to be doing that is Ubisoft. Um, Ubisoft um, has said that it will not be charging more for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X games this fall. Uh, this coming from Nick Stat over at The Verge. Um, Ubisoft has publicly committed to keeping prices for new games released on next-gen consoles this fall at 60 bucks. The company said in an earnings call on Wednesday that diverges from the strategy of fellow video game publisher Take-Two Interactive and its subsidiary 2K Games, which are planning to charge an extra $10 for next-gen PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X versions of the upcoming mm-hmm. NBA 2K21. Quote, We plan to come with the same price as the previous generation of consoles, were the company's words, though in reference only to its fall slate of new releases. While this is Ubisoft's first time saying loud it will not raise prices for an next-gen game released this holiday season, its Xbox pre-order page for games like Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Watch Dogs Legion already indicated that prices would stay the same. Um, for instance, a GameStop pre-order for Watch Dogs Legion for Xbox One, which comes with a free upgrade to the Xbox Series X version thanks to Microsoft's Smart Delivery Initiative, is just $59.99. Sony and its publishing partners have not yet released pre-order pages for any PS5 launch games or cross-platforms releases. Uh, what's not clear right now is whether Ubisoft plans to ever increase prices. It makes sense for the publisher to keep its prices static this fall when many of its games are designed as cross-gen titles that will release on the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. But in the future, after adoption of next-gen consoles become stronger, we may see publishers decide to raise prices for games that are designed or at the very least optimized for newer devices as 2K Games intends to do. Nick, does this make you happy? Does this make you sad? Does it... Be like it doesn't matter. I'm just blowing all the money. I don't care. I do what I want. Uh, what are your right. thoughts on this? I'm blowing money on all these Ubisoft <laughs> games, uh, especially Rainbow Six Siege, another Ubisoft there, game. There you go. Um, there you go. It's gonna stay sixty <laughs> bucks for you. You don't have to pay for any new upgrades. 
I was, whew, I was worried. Uh, um, no, if I'm being real here with it, I'm, I'm very neutral on it. Uh, I don't feel one way too much about the other. Sixty dollars. Uh, the only concern I have with it is, you know, sixty dollars has been the standard for. I mean, honestly, it was. It's been a full standard since probably midway it's through 360 in the PS3. Been a long time. I'm gonna Google it. Right. Um. Um, but like looking at that, I'm thinking, you know, times do change. Money doesn't, you know, change in value. Um, I think going to $70 is probably the right move. If I'm Ubisoft or if I'm, you know, a game company, I'm thinking $70 is, I think you can make that argument for it. Um, obviously the cost of development has just exponentially gone up as this hardware has gotten better and better. Um, but the only thing that hasn't changed has been the price. So, um, that's true. What I worry about when you keep it at 60 is does that encourage a publisher like Ubisoft to say, well, you know, we can do 60, but that's because we're going to go back to microtransactions because, you know, microtransactions are a very Ooh, good revenue. You're not allowed to say that word around here. <laughs> I don't know if you know. No, I'm kidding. Um, like, yeah, that, that's true. It's true. Cause, like, you know, I see the 60 as, like, that's cool. Uh, you know, whoever the mom is going to go into GameStop, buy her kid, you know, watchdogs, she's not going to notice it. But, you know, for someone like us who, who keep paying attention to this, I'm a little nervous with it because honestly, I'm worried that we're going to see a lot more microtransactions come up more. So, um, and that's a good point. Uh, I'm like, I know this generation specifically, a lot of developers and I probably more so publishers have seen that, Oh, if I put, if we have microtransactions in those games, look at the revenue stream we can open up, especially when we create games. I feel like I'm hitting really close to home with you, Nick. Um, games that we can like have a very long lifespan and how much money we can get from consumers as opposed to just selling them one static $60 game um, every five to seven years. And it that, that could be one of the underlying reasons. That's why I've... Uh, Seth and I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I am... 100% up for getting moving up the price to $70. I think that right. if, especially if there's an incentive to help reduce microtransactions in games, if it's like, let me just go and give you the, the 50 bucks now, um, it, then what's the problem? Um, I think that, uh, exactly. you know, we've had six, uh, Googling it, my best guesstimate is that $60 has been the static price for games since. Probably around the Nintendo 64 era, maybe the generation right after that. So it's been over a decade that we've had games at 60 bucks. But even though the games have been the same price, the um, cost of video game development has gone up significantly since then. And it's, I, I don't know, I think, you know, sure, $60 games with microtransactions, you just get the whales and they help alleviate those costs. But if it's something where we can help stem the tide from publishers about let's put these erroneous microtransactions in games and instead let's, if we bump it up to $70, we can pull a little bit of, pull a, a fair bit back on that and maybe find easier models where, hey, you can just buy the items you want and some of the positive right. forms of microtransactions that you can find in games. Like, I'm 100% for that. I think that, you know, 
this game I remember growing up in middle school in high school that this was you know this gaming's for the nerds oh you dork and get the hell out of here now this is a multi-billion dollar enterprise that everyone plays exactly and so i think that if you know if it's something where hey you're gonna pay an extra ten dollars a month for or i'm saying an extra 10 bucks to get a game then you know if that helps developers out and maybe helps stem the tide of microtransactions sure i'll do it I also want to see, you know, I want to see them take this, you know, extra money and not that uh, employees are paid based on this, but like you need to take that money, you need to reinvest it back into your company. Um, I mean, Ubisoft, like I I feel like I need to say this every time Ubisoft is being mentioned, but like they're still under internal investigation for several allegations. Yeah, they are. Um, I don't mean to bring it down, but like, you know, you really you got to consider all these things. Ubisoft is saying $60. Meanwhile, you have stories about crunch. You have stories about just several really distressing things, you know, a very toxic work culture. Yep. And I just, I see this and I'm, maybe that's why I'm a little more disheartened about it is knowing what's going on with Ubisoft. The fact that they wouldn't address it before their uh, Ubisoft forward from last week. Like it's, it's concerning. Yeah. And, it, and what's funny is that Ubisoft, and I've said it on the show before, um, also, thank you, Stig. How are you? Welcome to the stream. Um, yeah, it's high stick. It has, Ubisoft has been one of the developers, especially the bigger developers that I think has done DLC and microtransactions and all the season pass stuff in a positive and right way. It's, you know, I've never heard about Ubisoft games like Rainbow Six Siege, like Assassin's Creed, like, ooh, erroneous, ooh, gross stuff. Uh, you know what? I know in Assassin's Creed, there's like this XP boost thing that pops up but i personally have never felt the need to go out there and like buy that in order to get a boost to my xp experience Um, right that being said in talking on those allegations i have heard the stories about some of the um Mm -hmm. some of the stuff that um studio heads have done in ubisoft and the editing team um as far as to stem creative um, differences. Uh, you definitely, if you haven't had a chance, I should have put it on the news docket. Um, but if you haven't had a chance to look at it, last minute, so yeah. don't worry about. Oh uh, um, no, it, it's totally fine. But like, it's just it's concerning. Like when you know that this kind of stuff is going on, and you know Ubisoft's going, and eh, we'll, we'll stay at sixty. It's like, well, hold on. Like you have a lot of stuff you need to clean up in your house before you start going on and going. Hey, sixty bucks. Like let's. I don't mind paying extra ten dollars if it means there's a better work culture there. Yeah, yeah, or, or um, maybe when you can let the creative team on Assassin's Creed Odyssey decide that hey, Cassandra is going to be the only playable character instead of saying, oh, you know what, we need a man to be here, so let's go ahead and split those up. I, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm being. At the very salty. least, they made him like an absolute meathead because if you didn't play Cassandra, you're playing the game wrong. Like yeah, just. Some somebody gets me. Thank you. Oh my god, thank you. Like I, I feel like after hearing that story, my first thought was, is that why they made him so dumb? Like, <laughs> I, it's Team Cassandra all the way, hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, um, and also to, to go to the microtransactions thing, not to you know beat this horse into the ground, but like microtransactions aren't meant for people like you and me, right? They're meant for they're meant for the people who are going to who get hooked on those kind of things. Like I'm very yeah. anti micro transaction on that so yeah. you know it's not for you and me we don't need an xp boost because we're going to put in the time for it 
you know? 100%. We definitely are. I mean, Fortnite succeeds alone on just microtransactions. In Epic Game, it's, I didn't say it before, but like it just, I continue to say like, Epic Games is a shining example, regardless of what you think about the game store, the fact of like the ways that they are taking their money and instead of like sending it up to the top executives and they get like billion dollar signing bonuses every year, they're right. actually putting it back into the company and into the tools they make with the um, uh, the Unreal Engine um, yeah, to help uh, developers that use their engine as well as to help with um, any type of development and stuff with their games. It's really something to be. Exactly. They're also investing it in things like esports. Like their esports scene for Fortnite is massive, you know? Like they, they are making some very business savvy moves and I'm I'm always excited to see what they can do, especially for the fact that it's they've maybe been out for just over a year and we're still you know, they still got plenty more to do. Like think about how long it took Steam to get to where it is. Years. Right? Like, like when Steam was attached to Half-Life 2 and people were making all the terrible, terrible, like, Photoshop images about it, like, mm-hmm. you know, it took them years to have a storefront or have a wish list. I think it took them, like, three years to make a wish list. Yeah, again, it's not going to derail in that conversation, but, like, when you don't have competition in your space, then you do whatever you want. And it's, it's very funny how as soon as Epic Game Store starts being profitable and start making these changes, all of a sudden Steam's going to do a refresh on their store page and make it look prettier. Just saying. Just Absolutely. Saying. But regardless, if we do, whether we get games at $60 or $70 next generation in the eventuality, uh, one thing that apparently is going to stay constant is that $15 a month price for Xbox Game Pass, which is a great yeah. deal, one of the best deals for gaming. But uh, that kind of... In a certain way, segues into our um, last and final story here um, on the docket. Number four, Halo demo in Halo Infinite demo was a work in progress build. Um, this coming from IGN and Jordan Alleman over there. Um, the for people who for some reason missed it, uh, the, they're talking specifically about the Halo Infinite demo that was running um, during the Xbox showcase last week. But reading here. Uh, the Halo Infinite demo debuted during last night's Xbox Game Showcase with a work-in-progress build, work build running on a PC with equivalent specs to the Xbox Series X. In an interview with Inside Gaming, Xbox marketing GM Aaron Greenberg responded to criticism about Infinite's graphics, saying, quote, Listen, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. It's July. We're far from launch and holiday. You'll see, you're seeing a work-in-progress game. Right. He continued by saying that the stream itself may be part of the response. Quote, it's very hard to show the full power and graphical fidelity of what Xbox Series X will be able to deliver for you over a stream. Go back and look at it in 4K60. Referring to the fact that the stream was delivered live in 1080p, but the gameplay premiere can be viewed in 4K60 frames on the Halo YouTube channel. That said, many many have pointed to flat lighting and low-resolution textures in official screenshots of the game, but Greenberg reiterated that the looks will improve. Quote, The other thing I'll just say is, it is a work in progress. I can tell you, because we see build check-ins every week, and they make progress week after week. So between now and holiday, it's just going to get better and better. Some had wondered what hardware was being used to run the demo, given that the game is coming to Xbox One, PC, and Xbox Series X. 
In a QA with 343 Industries, PC Games N was told that the footage was, ca quote, was captured from a PC that is representative of the experience that players will have on Xbox Series X, end quote. Nick, did you watch the showcase last week? I'm sure you did. Everybody did. It was a great oh, time. Yeah. Um, I, had a, I had my own small watch party. Um, I saw you guys were doing the same thing. I was tempted to jump in for a little bit. So um, what did you... What did you think about, well, I guess, what did you think specifically about the Halo Infinite demo, um, especially after hearing that apparently it was a work in progress build? Like, what are your thoughts on this? Um, so I guess we'll you know, go right into it. They open up the show. You know, this is, this was their big pitch going into this thing. This wasn't just like, hey, we're going to show off a few games. This was, this is the premiere of Halo Infinite. And on, on, the, on just, on that alone... I'm not super impressed because you showed me a five minute work in progress demo. Now for me, you know, again, I, I'm, I know what a work in progress demo looks like. I am one of the people you're not selling me on halo. You're trying to get someone else in, you know? Yeah. Um, the whole, the whole thing about people getting frustrated with the graphics. I'm, I get it. Like I, I see why people are getting mad, but again, like it is a work in progress. Um, and you got to think about like, just like he's saying here, it comes out in the holiday and for the most part, I'm willing to bet the game's probably pretty finished at this point. You know, they, this has been in development for years. We kept hearing stories about this getting pushed back. It was supposed to launch with the one X and then it kept getting yeah. pushed, pushed. Mm -hmm. They pushed the entire year just because they wanted to rework the story quite a bit. Um, but no, it, Ah man, I have I have so many thoughts on this because it um, number one, if you haven't heard our full, there's a reason if you're listening to this right now, you may not have heard our full thoughts on the Xbox Game Showcase. Um, Seth and I gave a full breakdown of our complete thoughts on this month's episode of Console Wars. Which, if you are um, not a patron, then you'll be getting it later on this week um, at the end of the week there. But if you're a patron, you can head over to Patreon.com/slash right now and check it out. Uh, we've already gotten that up there, but it. Specifically on the Halo Infinite demo, I remember telling Seth and I were talking about it, and I was like, you know, it was it was great, it was fun, it was a Halo demo. Like I, I remember seeing, I watched yes. that demo, and I'm like, this is Halo, like this is 100 percent Halo, and I, I love it. I love Halo. Halo is one of my gems. It's one of my favorite um, brands. I love. I play every one I get a chance to on Xbox, but it that, that was the one thing that I know talking to Seth about this was that it's Halo, but I think for me that was it. Is that it was just Halo. There was nothing in that eight-minute gameplay demo, which was the longest gameplay demo of the entire show, that really stood out to me and made mm -hmm. me go, you know, jump out of my seat like, "Oh my god, I got to get an Xbox Series X." Exactly. And, and it, you know, hearing that it was a work in progress build, you know, the the part about like running on a PC that's as powerful as the Xbox Series X. Cool. I can I can make some leeway with that because I I I know I know and I'm sure you know Nick and a lot of people know like at full will that you know these games are being basically tested and run on PCs especially when you see them in earlier builds. Some concerns I have, and um, I'm going to read Rurutu's comments in our Twitch chat because it kind of touches a little bit on this. He um, he says in chat, yeah, Halo Infinite gameplay graphics did not pop or wow me. Definitely not Ratchet and Clank. So I'm going to take those points. I'm going to two points for you on this one. Number one, 
was that the the fact that it was a work in progress build. I have my concerns about that because I've, I've talked about this to Seth and on the show here is that we haven't really seen this game even though we've known about it for years. I think this got announced. Nick, you might have to fact check me or somebody out there might have fact checked me. This was announced back in 2018. June I want to say. It was a Halo announcement. And it was, you know, always, we. this is the third piece of Halo Infinite content we've seen. There was a uh, quick little video in 2018. There was the um, extended video kind of cutscene where he's on the ship with the pilot. Um, in 2019, and other than that, we like we've not gotten a whole lot of details on this game. I always, I, I was always like, what is this game? What are they doing? Like, is it still the Halo experience? Are they trying something new? And so, the fact that we got this showcase in July, and it's a work in progress build, but this game is slated to come out alongside the Xbox Series X later on this fall does have me a little concerned and I, I think that will it get better I, i'm sure it will i know it will yeah my problem one of my problems is that in the might i'd say microchasm in the grander scheme like the whole everybody put it, the optics on this is this going to get better enough in this we're almost in august so august september october november in four months Right. Uh, don't know. Um, and and it, and if it, it you know, I I've, I've heard rumors and stuff of people saying that this was a work in progress build from like a couple of releases ago, a couple of months ago. Yeah, I I've been reading that too. Yeah, my other my other kind of quote on that would be like, why are you showing a build that is that? Depending on how old it is, if it is that old, how old that it? Like, why are you showing a build that old? Um, I think mm-hmm. this is. This is like you said, Nick. This is the game that if you're an X, if you're an Xbox fan, if you have a fleeting interest in Xbox, this is the game. This is Microsoft's game. This is the one that pushes you like the system seller. This is their big tentpole franchise on the map. Like this was their killer app, right? And I think yeah. the issue they have right now is that it's just Halo. You know, I, I love it to death. It is one of my favorite series. Oh, I've always- and Xbox because of it, but like it doesn't have the clout that it does that it used to now at this point, you know. Yeah, and I, I think I, you know some of the issues with the Master Chief Collection, the Halo Five <laughs> campaign have kind of like slowed it down a little bit. I think it's still got that, mm, but you know, I, I've talked to Seth and everybody on the show about this before. I want to see some <laughs> new stuff from Microsoft, but like give us new IPs that'll be delicious and awesome. Even but keep Halo, but I just don't. The work in progress comment has me concerned that I don't think that when this comes, you know, if or when this comes out in the fall, that people are going, even with the improvements, people are going to be like, man, that was a big improvement. Unless they have some like movie magic and or they do crunch, which I hope they don't. Um, I mean, the, the other the other thing you can do is like if they are having that many problems. And really, the thought I've been that's been popping up in my head and reading stories like this is like, what if they delay the game? But they can't because of the Xbox Series that they, they it has to ship with the Series X. I think like if if Xbox Series X doesn't ship with Halo, that's going to slow that slow down their momentum a fair bit uh, going into the holiday season against PlayStation Five. Um, mm-hmm. The other one, the point number two, 
And even um, Jade in chat, hey Jade, I'll read her comment because she um, she piggybacks off this as well. I've um, I've only played Halo casually when friends are playing it. Halo Infinite demo did not make me feel the need to go out and get it to play, which was a little disappointing. I was hoping to see something that would grab my attention and make me take the dive into the game. Was that like the Rutu brought up Ratchet and Clank? Like the demo was pretty cool. It was pre-recorded, but like one of the cool things about the Ratchet and Clank demo from the PS5 showcase back in June was that you actually got to see something that is basically right. saying like, this is the reason you want the next gen hardware is, right. you know, the, going through the portals and levels loading almost instantaneously was incredible. And there was really nothing in the Halo Infinite gameplay that mm. made me feel like that was an experience I'm not going to get. Right. And this is an issue that's not a, to them. Um, this is, this, the story of this entire generation has been, why do I need to get one? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of like, you know, it's been a lot of, hey, there's a lot of cool stuff that's going to happen. It's coming next year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they haven't made a point on why should I, you know, Johnny Consumer on day one, why should I go buy the PS5? Yeah. Why should I buy the Xbox? Um, and, you know, using, I think using Halo to, using Halo to, say that would have been awesome but the issue is that we got an eight minute demo where three minutes of it were a really nice looking you know cinematic bit um and the other five minutes were a work and press you know build the whole when we first heard about this game it wasn't that it was halo infinite we first heard that hey they're kind of scrapping a lot of the story stuff because of the response to five you know we uh they the, the first thing they said before they even gave it a name was like hey We'll put split screen back in next time. Yeah, and it is in. They did confirm. I read a story that it does have four player co op, which is awesome. And that's that's cool. It's just it feels like I want to see I want to see them make something that they want to make instead of let's make something that like is going to exactly we're going to follow every bullet point that the fans were frustrated with. Like exactly. We we don't we don't need a not, not a. Um, What's it's not a, a god, uh, not the last Jedi. There's Force Awakens. There's the last Jedi. What's the last one? Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. We don't need another Rise of Skywalker. My personal opinion, right. but like that was movie was like let's how can we appease the fans? Here you go. Um, but I, I, no, I will definitely say on the flip side of this is that in the end, in the end, it may not matter. Um, because I, I, again, as I talked about on console wars with Seth, um, I think, especially as I see more and more stuff come out from Microsoft and more and more stuff come out from Sony, I believe that going into the fall, PlayStation five is going to be the best selling console and Xbox is going to be like totally cool with that. And they're going to be making hand just as much hand of hand money over there because of game pass. And I think that's the big thing to talk about here too, is that. This not going into a big spiel because you guys can listen to console wars and hear my huge like I think I took like twenty minutes of time just ranting about this, but um, that con that showcase from Xbox was not about the Series X. That showcase was about Game Pass, and when you look at it from Game Pass's standpoint, fifteen dollars like fifteen dollars a month, and I get Halo. I'm happy. I'm pleased to death. I don't you know. I don't have to run out and pay $60, $60 or $70 for the new newest Halo Infinite 
experience. I, Fifteen dollars a month. Exactly. I can. I got my very capable, powerful PC with a twenty eighty Ti in here. I can fire that up, bring up the Xbox yep. app, and I'm playing Halo Infinite right on my PC. And Microsoft's okay with that. And so that's like, yeah. it won't, you know, at the end of the day, it may not matter. But I think that for, I think for a lot of people, and especially, uh, you know, as a as you know, here I'll, I'll make everybody feel good. I'll, even though I'm the PlayStation guy, I'll put on my Xbox hat. Um, as as the, um, the, the hat. Uh, as the PlayStation, even though I'm a PlayStation guy, like I I've been there. Like this generation hasn't been too. I don't want to say kind, but like hasn't it, Xbox has been doing great, but it hasn't been the best because of the PlayStation Four. Ever since the start of this generation, um, we've. It's you know place you know ever since the Connect is included and it's five hundred dollars and Sony said oh here's how you trade games boom it's been just roller coaster after roller coaster and I remember that whole experience in the PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty time frame but I think that coming into this and especially this year and especially going into the Xbox Series X and what um uh, what Phil and the team have been able to do over the last couple of years with the Xbox brand and get it back up to where it needs to be. I think a lot of people right. were still wanting to see, they wanted to see something big. They wanted to see that extra like wham, bam, pow from Microsoft to say, you know, Oh, get yeah. ready Sony. Cause the fight's coming. And I don't, I don't think we necessarily saw that from that conference. That being said, I think Microsoft's no. taking a different approach to next gen. But again, also being said for especially a lot of Xbox fans that are planning to get the Series X, they wanted to be shown and wanted to show people. They wanted that that talking piece, like, "Dude, we're gonna have Halo Infinite," and he, like, "Look at this thing on the Series X," um, because I, right. I do. Be, and, and you know, I think that they just didn't get that, and I think even so, like, the the running on the PC as powerful as the Series X, that's fine. But I also, I guess a counterpoint to that would be, go back and look at the PlayStation 5 event. After mm-hmm. the Grand Theft Auto 4 announcement, they straight up said, everything that you see is captured mm-hmm. on PlayStation 5. Full yeah. stop. And so it, like, in that competitive per right there, it's kind of hard to, um, I, I, you know, get hype when you're being told that your flagship game was not run on the series X and right. People were kind of having, even if regardless of whether, how you feel about the graphics, the fact that there are mixed emotions and that is the conversation. Like I, I go online and all I see is the face of that brute every fucking where, like it's yep. ridiculous. Like oh, yeah. that is not the message that Microsoft wanted, or I think Xbox fans wanted to have coming out of that showcase and that kind of stuff. I I one hundred percent agree with about everything you've just said. Um, it's I mean you, think about like think about what Phil Spencer inherited when he took over for Xbox, right? Like Don Metric, the only thing about Don Metric Xbox where it was, hey, connect. It's going to be your you know your new your new Comcast box pretty much. It's going to be your media consumption everything. And mm-hmm. midway through it, he, they kind of had to completely correct ship. So this entire generation, they've been playing catch up, you know. So they had this big chance to here we go let's start off this new thing right and i think they're 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 ace in their sleeve is game pass like 100 percent. like with playstation and again like even playstation who you know in my opinion had the better conference the issue is still there is the fact that i saw a ton of games i still don't know what's going to be there at launch yep i think i'm 
I'm shocked that they had Spider-Man, Miles Morales for this holiday. If, right. if, if it comes up, that's great. I'm not holding my breath that it's not going to be delayed for some weird I, I see that as a February release, if I'm being 100%. Like, that seems like a winter break kind of game. Yeah. Um, let me see. But, no, I, I, that's that's all I've got for the news, unless you've got anything else, Nick. Uh, nothing really in particular. Um, it, it's weird, and this is just a thought I had while we were talking. It's weird to me that it is July. We're about to go into August here. We have new consoles launching this year. We have no idea when they're out. We have no idea how much they're going to cost. Nope. And even 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 the things that we used to take for granted, right? You know, May of every year is when Call of Duty gets announced. We don't even know what Call of like what's going on with that, right? Um, I'm having to rely on Doritos to leak out a picture of what the name is going to be. You know, like that's oh like goodness. what's going on i forgot like, about that man yeah um like you know we we from what we've heard it's been hey call of duty black ops cold war and i have to read it on the side of a doritos bag to find out that and not <laughs> you know here's the launch trailer because in the next month is when they show off the multiplayer trailer with a hit rap song probably with logic at this point you know i, I like stig's answer in chat call of duty medieval warfare i like i like that they did have one of those in progress, and they canceled it. So, like, that was a thing. That that would have been crazy and wild, but also kind of cool. Yeah. I love where they had gone with that there. But, no, um, before we get started on the topic of the show, got two things here. We've got a question from yes. one of the guys, on, and I, I told Dark Sage I'd get back to it. Um, he asks a question in our Twitch chat I'd love to answer. Um, real fast. Um, I, he says, I know today The Witcher 3 is regarded as the, quote, gold standard in terms of how to make a game, but I remember years ago when Mass Effect 2 was considered the, quote, gold standard in terms of building a game and delivering on everything it had promised. My question is, which game had a bigger impact on the gaming industry, and which game do you you think took more risks and tried things that had not been done before? Um, in my opinion, I still hold Mass Effect 2 as the gold standard, by which other mm-hmm. games are judged. It, to me, was the culmination of everything that gaming had tried up to that point and brought it all together. And at the time, it took risks that many other games at the time never tried. Um, and I do love Witcher 3. It is a fantastic game and one of the best games ever made. Even the Rockstar GTA games are held in high regard by many today, despite being controversial by what they feature. And yes, I will say GTA, in terms of cultural beats out every other game, but that, in my opinion, is completely different compared to what The Witcher and Mass Effect brought to the industry. Nick, what do you think? Uh, A quick off-the-cuff question here from one of the guys in chat. Right, a very quick, short question. Um, uh, What I'm I'm thinking between these two is, for what it did for games, I think you need to, I think it's a little too broad, I think, for RPGs, I mean, you know, Mass Effect 2 had a big impact, um, for it but if i'm if i'm choosing between i think which one's more impactful i'm probably going to lean more towards the witcher um mass effect 2 like did have a big impact it very much is kind of why that series blew up as big as it did it streamlined a lot of things it took its time where it needed to um i i both can exist the dirty answer is both are totally great (laughs) games go play both of those um Okay. If I'm thinking though, it's probably Witcher Three. Just just due to the sheer, the sheer scale, the fact that they did DLC for free, um, 
Okay. And the fact that much like Skyrim, which is, I think, another gold standard, like, I can play that on my Switch right now. I can play that everywhere. It is such a big cultural thing. And I think that's an aspect of God. So I don't know how, what magic they did to make that fit onto a Switch, but you can do it. It's possible. It's possible. It, answer that question, I I think I, I would be inclined to agree that it would be, the for me, it would be The Witcher 3. I think Mass Effect 2, the leaps that it took the industry in were the storytelling routes, I believe. Yes. And the like the, the games based on choice, where you have to make these very difficult decisions, kind of how it affects the outcome of the game is. Um, mm. That being said, I think The Witcher 3... Maybe even more so because it was, you know, nobody cared what the Witchers 1 and 2 were. Like, exactly heard about them, and then this game came out, and all of the little details and nuances that The Witcher 3 does and has in it were just enough to instantly, like, put it on. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that was, that it came out in 2015. That was our first yes. year during Rocket Punch. That was easily... The yeah. um, um, game of the year for us here at Rocket Punch at the time. Don't you? I mean, don't you remember when you got that game? You opened up and there was this little red note in the back that was like, "Hey, thanks for you know, this is a thank you note to you, the person who paid for their game." Yes. And when it launched, and they were like, "Hey, you know, it's a great game, but we don't like the way the combat and the movement is." They fixed it almost immediately. Like, yeah, this and is a like, you know, I, I think they had such a bigger impact, which is I, I think why Cyberpunk is so being looked at right now this is the people who they did it with their last game so what is what's the next thing are they going to set the next standard and like i talked earlier about ghost of tsushima and how big that game was like pales in comparison to the witcher 3 the witcher 3 i i remember going to the like i was in the starting area and i was there for like 15 to 20 hours like this is really cool and then i go to the map like holy shit this is the starting yeah. area, and there's like all these different zones, exactly. and then if you get the um, expansion packs, then there's like yeah. two other zones that are just the same size. Like holy crap! Uh, like the, the fact that the fact that one of the most memorable story bits from it is a side quest. Everyone talks about the Bloody Baron quest line. Like man, it's that quest. Like is this crazy. is the kind of game where you found a note on a board, and like you know, a side quest in something like Ghost of Tsushima is probably like ten minutes, maybe. That's about but right. Like yep. a side quest with Richard with Witcher was like two three hours, where I was like, found a note. They said there was a werewolf. Turns out the werewolf has feelings about it too, so I need to talk with him. You know. Yep. Oh man, all the all the side quests are very memorable. I I, I know specifically about one of the werewolf ones you're talking about. Exactly. The 3, you know the exact one I'm talking about. Uh, the Bloody Baron. As just man, all uh, so and that's not quests. even considering the main story. Like, no, it's not. It's it's crazy. Maybe one day when I'm ha- when I'm old enough, I'll be able to beat that game. But maybe not now. <laughs> no one's ever beaten it. I truly believe that. I don't think anyone's ever actually beaten if, if it. If I completely ignored all the side quests, I could beat it. But then that would be a dishonor to that game. This would be the new schoolyard thing where it's kids saying, "Well, well, my uncle beat it." Uh, yeah. You know, he, he my my uncle's friend's sister beat The Witcher Three. Who, who works at CD Projekt Red? You know. <laughs> Now, I will say, like, I, I don't... What, that might be a good, like, evergreen topic question, is, like, what game... Which game do we think had the biggest impact in the industry overall? So that's a lot to show, but, man, we have to talk about it. That's, that's a lot. That is a lot. 
All right. Answer the question there. Let's jump into, um, before we get to the topic of the show, we got one other thing to talk about, and that is yep. the results from our Xbox <laughs> showcase predictions. Um, let me actually, let me, let me make sure I have a pen and paper here. So Seth and I had some predictions last week on the show, um, about the Xbox July showcase. And we are going to find out who actually won between both of us here. So mm-hmm. it's a good thing, Nick, that you're here. You can be the impartial judge as I tell these points. And you can also be my fact checker. Uh, Correct. I'm going to read through the, um, predictions that we have from last week and we're going to divvy them up partial points count uh, but we're going to divvy them up and we're going to see who had the most points here um and call the winner and if it's me then i just get to rub it in seth's face next week but yep let's go through here okay so we're going to go through seth seth's predictions uh his prediction number one um a new uh two parts here a new fable game will be shown and it is a complete relaunch of the brand. Um, okay. A new a new Fable game was shown. Yep. And all, from what we heard, all the rumors were true. We thought that it was... Uh, we'd heard that Playground opened up a new studio, and it was rumored that Fable is what they were working on. So, And a complete relaunch of the brand. It does, like, the way it's not Fable 4 or Fable whatever, it is Fable. So it, it, I definitely agree, like, it does look like it is right a, a soft reboot to some extent of that um, right game. So I've given I, them the full point. I was gonna say I don't know if I think it's a complete relaunch. Okay. Like it was very much like tongue in cheek British humor. Get it? He dies because it's a fairy and we're subverting it. Like it's well, I'm gonna. I'm, should we give him the full point or give him half a point? I'd say give him the full point. I'd I think you know. I, I think it, it is a relaunch for sure. A complete one. Not exactly, but I could. Then again, we literally just saw a CG trailer. I have no clue. So that's true. That's true. Okay. Like you're the impartial judge. So if there are any yeah. questions, we're we're going off your comments here. Oh no! Looking at a couple of these, I'm already like, I got I got to call out a couple <laughs> folks on this. So um, number two for Seth, uh, Project Mara will get a title, will be a unique horror game, and gets its own name. Project Mara was not mentioned in any. Not at all, man. Shape form like, fashion on here. I, 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 I appreciate Seth for being... I'm glad to know that he's the other person who still thought, thinks about that on occasion, you know? <laughs> um, yes, uh, Sig, huh. Nick is the super judge. 100% super judge. But, um, yes. So, zero points on that one. Um, Outer Worlds 2 from Obsidian will be shown, will be very ambitious... And very big. I think that's an easy half point. You, you call half point there. We we didn't get the two, but we got an expansion yeah. pack there. I wouldn't have called Outer Worlds being there at all. Like, knowing the fact that Obsidian has several other projects in the works, my last thought would have been two. But seeing it was DLC, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that game did amazing. And also, that game's on Game Pass. I know that's like, how I'm playing it. I need to maybe one yeah. time I'll get back to that game. I'm playing on PC. Um, yeah, uh, oh, it's not one you have to rush out and finish. I'll tell you that much. Okay, good. It's, uh, Ooh, it's good. That's good. I like like hearing that. Yeah. Number four here, uh, full reveal of Everwild. It is looked at it as quote the Breath of the Wild for Xbox. Ew. 
that's I think that's a half point. Like that was not a call that's not a full reveal. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even give points for that. That is not a full reveal at all. Uh, but you're the judge. It was a very good trailer. It gave me the feels, you know. Okay. So final verdict. Let me see. If I'm reading it literally as full reveal of it, Breath of the Wild for Xbox, no. Okay. Um, there's no point for that. Zero points. Uh, maybe give half point. It made me feel like how Breath of the Wild kind of did. Feelings don't matter. It's images. facts. It's facts. Yeah. Um, and then number five, and man, oh man, I wish this would have been Man. Um, Banjo-Kazooie 3 gets announced. With Double Fine as the um, developer. Big old... I, I just want to say, you know, Seth, I know you're not here, but I appreciate the fact that you're willing to be this wrong about something. <laughs> um, anytime I make predictions, I always like to make one pretty, you know, pretty average, you know, like, like a pretty good observation. And then I want to make one absolutely outlandish one. Because in the one chance that I'm right, I will never let that person live it down. That's true. Why? You, man, you get those big ones. They're pretty awesome. What was it? You miss uh, you miss all the shots you don't take. So I appreciate that shot. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. So now I have to. Now I am since these are my points. Very yep. a lot. A lot of it's going to defer on Nick here on what he thinks here. I'm going to go through oh, my yeah. predictions here. Um, number one, Hellblade Two will get a release date. It will be before June 2021. Man, I, I was I was with you on this. I was like, Hell, Hellboy Two, give me a release date. That trailer gave me anxiety when I first watched it. Like, this is you know, but I, there's I, this scary Nordic woman shouting at me, and I'm here for it. You know, I'm just mad that we got what we got, if we want to call it that, from Ninja Theory. I would have just we been, didn't get anything. Let's yeah. be real. We got a couple pretty nice, like you know, I have a new wallpaper. That's awesome. Like, I I would have been better off if we had just not had anything. Yeah, don't don't tease me like this. Yeah. Uh, number two, the coalition will be there. Next gears teaser, no release date. That is, man, <laughs> this is the one I was thinking about. Is man, uh, believe it or not, they're still supporting Gears Five like actively. Really? Um, wow. They are doing new seasons of content for the multiplayer still. Like it is, that game's doing well for them. And on top of that. Even though they weren't the ones that released it, we did get Gears Tactics a few months ago. So, honestly, oh. I would have been more. Yeah, Gears yeah, Tactics. If it were me making these predictions, my prediction would have been something like maybe Gears Tactics update. Um, okay, good and, point. Good point. Good point. And I'm also I'm playing through Gears Tactics now. That is one of my favorite games. That I can't wait to finish it in three years. Um. Like I am having fun playing like a single mission here and there. Um, as soon as I'm not having fun, I'm done with that game because it's one of those. But like, gotcha. Let's see. Um, number three. Actually, I got some points on this one. Finally, um, three. I, say, I think you got some points here for this. Uh, three new IPs are revealed during the show. Two of them will be released before. Um, should have been the end of 2021, but there were no dates attached to any damn thing. So we have no idea, but we did get multiple new IPs. I can rattle off at least a couple of them. Um, I was about to say, can you, can you go through some of those as I'm pulling them up on my iPad here? The, um, the gunk is a new IP. Oh, right. Uh, I am really interested in the gunk. Stalker two was a new IP. 
uh, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. Yep. Um, and then uh, there's the other one that I, it's Avowed. Yep. Uh, which was now a- now the real kicker here, and this is where you'll congratulations, Cameron. You've earned your half point. Yes. Now give now give me the reason why you get the other half point because did we get anything that's before 2021? I think we own. I think it's only the half point in my opinion. We don't. No dates were given, so we can't make a clear delineation on what was it when these games are going to be released. And so I can't fairly say that we get the full point on that. Um, I'm pulling up the list here now because I actually do. I, I want to see what we got dates for. I'm looking through here. Let's see. I mean, there was definitely a lot of new announcements. There's some good stuff. And what's the kicker? It's before 2021? Yeah, before the... Uh, it should have been before the end of 2021. And okay, so... There was... The Warhammer 40k trailer is... Uh, it said 2021, yeah. but there was no date on the gunk. There was no date on Stalker 2. There was no date on Avowed. And God knows that's not coming out before mm-hmm. 2021. And so I say I only get half a point for it. I would say... You know what? I'm actually... I think I give you the full point because the more I'm looking at this... Hear me out, folks. Hear me out in the chat. <laughs> we did get an announcement of Tetris Effect Connected. Um, that is out this holiday. But it's not a new IP. Like, that is a that true. is a release of a game. Sorry, the kicker is new IP, correct? New IP. That's the, the um, catch. It has okay, to be new IP. New IPs. I feel like you could make an argument for Crossfire X. Um, mm, it's been out in the East for a very long time. See, that's where I go back to as well. Um, we do have Grounded. Grounded you, is coming out next week. You could maybe make a play on New Genesis Fantasy Star Online 2. Um, actually, we have The Medium. That is out holiday 2020. Uh, is The Medium? Did they have a date on that? I didn't actually see a date on that. Holiday 2020 is what they've said. Wow. Um, we do have the game Tell Me Why, which is out August 27th. That's not a... Well, that, that is a new IP... Yeah, that is. Um, it's not exclusive to them. But it, it, so, I think we knew about Tell Me Why before going to the show. This is a new IP that was revealed in right. the show. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm still going through this. Man, this is... Man, this is a... You walk a tightrope, man. I'm just looking <laughs> at this. Like, <laughs> I'm, look, I'm looking here uh, through the main show, and that's what we got. Like I said, I, I know for a fact, new IP-wise, we did get... Uh, we, we did hear about the gunk grounded and how or, or and the medium so i think that by letter of the law you get a full point rutu and chess says, what's that met game there was a couple of the games from the pre-show that was exo mecca exo mecca yeah that didn't have a date on it but that was like actually it did it had a they said late 2021 release late, I late 2021 the... wow okay right. final verdict nick you're the you're, you're the judge here i think by letter of the law you had exactly two New IPs. So I want to give you that full point. Okay. Full point. Yep. Okay. Number four. <laughs> Halo oh, Halo Infinite will have special Xbox Series X features, extended yep. gameplay, the most in show. Yep. Another Halo project will be shown. And Master Chief Collection for PC will announce their new game, whatever the next game will be, and it'll come out in the fall. I don't hmm. I, I I think the only thing I got on that was the extended gameplay because it was the most in show. Right. Well, you, I think you also did get the Series X features. They did announce that they were going to add ray tracing um, 
after launch. Oh, that is true. Okay, okay. Um, they said it was going to be after launch. It wasn't going to be launching with it, but I still think that is a very, that's a cool feature. Okay. So. Um, that's a Series X exclusive, a world premiere, if you will, you know. <laughs> but it's, so, yeah. let's see, the uh, Xbox Series X features, extended gameplay, another Halo project shown, Master Chief Collection for PC, new game, and then announced for Fall 2020. Mm-hmm. So five... Uh, Break it up into five parts here. I'm saying point four. I'd say just give you the half point for it. I think like, man, you're killing yourself with these parlay bets. Like, I appreciate it. I respect the betting, but like, you, you that got, you parlay, got, man, that's what kills you. You got to play the game, man. You got to play the game. Um, and then my he, final. He's got to get the tip off. He's got to get. Uh, he's got to get three points in the first. You know. Um. This is completely. Random, but Tidepod Jesus in chat says, "Can I point out how sharp my dude is dressed over here? I feel like a bum in basketball shorts." You're right. He 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 was ready to go, and I was clearly not because I'm just rocking. Yeah, I felt very lazy. Just wanted to wear my Dreamhack shirt today. Um, no, I, I had to I had to show some love with my my shining carpet T-shirt. So, um, like, final one. The initiative will not appear during the showcase. Did you see the initiative there? I didn't see the initiative there. Okay, I am literally looking this up now because if they did, they just blew it then right away because I have no clue. Yeah, the initiative what is doing. the um, that was that's Xbox. true. They didn't have any announcement. Yeah, that's their quadruple A studio, and a lot of people were curious if they were going to have something shown there. They didn't. They did not show up. So nope. that is the full point. Um, that is a full point, which means at a score of two point five to one point five, I am the victor. I will make sure to rub that into Seth's face next week on the show. <laughs> that was fun. We, uh, we're going to have to do more predictions. That stuff was good. Like that that like was, that. I'm, I'm looking at this and like, overall though, like I, maybe this is because I look at things maybe a little jaded, but I'm like, I'm glad to see there's some hope in this, right? <laughs> like there's like, man, Banjo, Banjo three is going to happen. And, and you know, and outer worlds two and Hellblade two, we're going to get a release date. And meanwhile, cynical self, I'm like, I'm going to be impressed if we like, I'm going to be impressed if we get a date for this year, frankly. Like, yeah. Right. Like fear. We got honest. like exactly two. So, but now, now, now let's talk about our topic of the show. We still got some time <sighs> left in the show to talk about this. And this is a oh, very yeah. interesting one. Um, I thought it was going to be the halo infinite demo, but it's not. Um, right? So we, the most interesting <laughs> thing happened this week for all of the crusty old people that remember the channel G4. Um, it had like X Play, it's the big one everybody remembers with Adam yep. Sessler and Morgan Webb, but like uh, Attack of the Show with Kevin Pereira mm-hmm. and Olivia Munn, all those guys, like all these cool show, gaming talk shows and whatnot that uh, ran on. I think at one point yep. it was its own channel, then it ended up getting like acquired by Spike TV or whoever owned them, and then they had a, a little bit. But they've been gone for a while. Oh, Tide Pod. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm glad you joined us here for this show. Um, Tide Pod, about to, I'm about to give you the best news you've heard. So apparently, I'm actually going to have I have the video up here. Uh, I say, show this video. This is, this is genuinely cool. The G4 channel came out. I'm not going to play the audio. Uh, they came out and posted this video on the Twitter accounts of G- basically anything um, 
related to G4 TV. Uh, right. Tech TV, Leo Laporte, the tech news show, that was good. Leo Laporte yep. was dope. But this Does video... anyone else remember shows like Arena? Like, oh, or uh, Arena, there was uh, Cheat. There was... Cheat was the, it was really a show about cheat codes. Like, that's actually pretty dope. I yeah. don't know how that would fit fair nowadays with the internet, but it didn't last long for <laughs> several reasons. But this video came up. They uh, G4 TV and all their affiliate Twitter handles tweeted this video out, which clearly shows it basically with a tagline: "We never stopped playing." And yeah, here it is. Here's the reveal. They're back. They're back. 2021, it looks like they're coming back in full force here. And so <laughs> we just got somebody yep. in chat super excited. And so now with this being said, the topic of the show is G4. Um, it's been five years since G4 shut down. For people who don't know, their last transmission was um, the end uh, December 31st, 2014. So it's been about five, a little yep. over five years now. With the imminent return of G4 TV, uh, Nick, let's talk. What do we want from G4 in, in specifically in 2020? Because five years might not seem like a lot, but there a lot of stuff has changed since then. And then mm -hmm. maybe even a more insightful question. Do we even need G4 anymore with stuff like Twitch and how prevalent social media yeah. has become with the access we've gotten to developers and stuff and all these other podcasts and video streams that talk about games and things of yeah. that nature. Uh, things like this very show right up here. <laughs> like. Do we need G4 anymore? So those are the questions we want to try and answer here. But Nick, right. what get us started here. What do you think about G4 coming back and what do you want? So the kid in me is so excited for this. Like G G four was the reason I knew about E three. Like they Ooh, they were yeah, the ones that showed yeah. all the conferences. Um, they you know that was how I kept up with games for a long time. I knew about the PlayStation stuff not because I had one, but because you know for thirty minutes a day, you know Morgan Webb and Adam Sessler would bring me into their world for a little bit and go, man, check out this game called Mag. Remember Mag? Exactly. Oh um oh god. No, that's, that's the 256 game. multiplayer game. No, I do not. Mag remember stood that. for massive action game. Oh my god, and, I do not uh, remember that game. Or games like Haze, the Halo Killer, as it was always. I remember Haze though. <laughs> I hope no one much. remembers Haze because Haze was not good. Like, okay, Tide Pod Jesus um, in chat says, oh, and Stig both remember Mag. Yep. So we got some fans. Yeah, out see, there. thank you. So I'm not the only person who was like, as an Xbox guy, I was like, 256 people. How does a game? How does how does game do thing? Like, um. That said, once I came down from the high of G4, I, like, literally, I, I was out. I was out at a uh, at a park. I was hiking with my girlfriend, and I get a text mm. from my good friend Joe, and he goes, "Dude." G4 is back. And I'm like, <laughs> like, look, I have terrible ideas all the time. And I always made a joke about bringing back G4. And now the adult in me, after coming down from that high, we don't need G4 back. I, I, I love that they're going to try and I want to see what they do. Cause again, the best case scenario I'm proven wrong. And G4 is awesome. You know, like 
I just I think with the prevalence of things like Twitch, with YouTube, with podcasts like these, like you know, we don't need that anymore. Uh, we don't need a show. I don't need to go to. I don't need to tune in at five thirty to watch them review uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I can go and yeah. watch you stream it, or I can watch IGN give a review for it, or I can listen to Polygon explain the themes of it. You know. Um, and also, like, G4 really, really went downhill towards the last few years. I mean, you know, when it wasn't new shows, it was reruns of Cops and Cheaters, you know? Oh, cheat! Um, oh my God, Cheaters. <laughs> yeah, it, it was Cops, it was Cheaters. Towards the end, it was Quantum Leap. Uh, they were showing the original Ninja Warrior for a long time, like, oh, and that's, that's cool. Funny. I just, I just wonder what they're going to, you know... What is their pitch for it? I know this time coming back in, I, it's it's actually so it's Comcast is bringing them back. I was reading. Um, oh, really? So Comcast is actually bringing it back because it's uh, I believe it was it was NBC who originally had it, so it's under you know new management. Uh, uh, I wonder. I wonder how like how do you pitch this right? Like they're in a very awkward situation. Do you pitch it to the old timers like us who are like bring back Adam Sessler or Morgan Webb? Because like Adam Sessler's doing his own thing, man. He has a consulting firm that he works for. Oh yeah, Adam Morgan Webb is still doing. Right. Um, I love hearing him good. show up in other podcasts. Um, uh, you know, Morgan Webb's doing her own thing. Like, do you completely go, hey, we're bringing back all the old staff? Because those people have moved on to other things. Like, or do you bring in new people and go, hey, here's G4. But for us, we're like, ew, that's not our G4. I'm going to go watch this guy on Twitch stream the game. Yeah, uh, Rutu in chat said they pitched it to TV execs that thinks they can be the next Mixer. Well, maybe not talking about Mixer just yet. Let's give that a little bit of time for us to separate from that story, but... Let's let's let those folks uh, let those folks find some homes first, you know. Like yeah, but like I know like Adam Sessler, Morgan Webb, um, Olivia Munn have all moved up uh, to do a lot of crazy stuff. Um, all the people on tech of the show, Blair Herder. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like, know what Leo Laporte is doing though. I'll have to check in on him. I, I, I'm actually looking that up now. I'm like, what happened to the attack of the show people? Um, I, I I know everybody knows about Olivia Munn. They know she went on to do movie stuff, but. Um, Kevin right. Pereira, I have no idea. Uh, Kevin doing. Rose, uh, oh, Candace Bailey, Sarah Jean Underwood, like. Okay, uh, Lee, I, I, just, I on, wonder. Barutu in chat says uh, Leo is on Twitch doing tech sports. Okay, Didn't know there that. you go. But no, I don't. Like, what would I want from? I, I, I really number one, I think that if you're gonna bring. G4 back, I don't actually think... Maybe you can make it a TV channel. Uh, There aren't really gaming-focused TV channels there, but Mm -hmm. here's my thing, like what I talked about. 2014 is not 2020. We're at the point now where, like, nobody watches TV with a cable package anymore. They're on Hulu or Netflix or Amazon Prime or something like that, and they're watching videos and streams that way. And so, like, embracing that... I think number one has got to be embracing that... In that internet connectedness, um, I would more so like, like maybe in a, in a weird way, like a Twitch, something with Twitch or YouTube or having their own channel. Um, I can see mm-hmm. them having their own channel, like on Apple TVs or Roku devices. Yeah, um, I think I think the play for them is to go, hey, 
like keep the name G4 because G4 still brings back, you know, the feelings. Like you think about all this stuff when you hear G4. Mm-hmm. I think you go, hey, we're G4, the Twitch channel. Like, yeah. you know, we'll it, still put out a few shows. There, there, there's definitely be a lot more and a lot easier interactiveness with um, people. If it's something, and I've always thought this would just be a cool idea that if you're, instead of having a channel, you just go like, hey, we're on Twitch. Here's our schedule. Here's what our program schedule is yeah. like you can watch it on twitch and then have it archived so if you miss an episode guess what you can go back and check it i still yeah, you can think, still see that show i still think that that can work and i i would love seeing that now the other question is going to be like who they get to be a part of that and also like mm-hmm. how that works in an era where it's very easy for people like the Rocket Punch cast, like other gaming talk shows, gaming podcasts and whatnot have to stream this online or put up a YouTube video about it. And people have kind of found their, their groups and their people that they want to listen and talk to. And, you know, I don't think it's necessarily, I don't think it'll matter to have another voice in there, but it could be a very big voice um, in the industry. Uh, Could it be akin to, IGNs and GameSpots where it, like, yeah. now they have to pay attention to what G4 is doing because they're starting, especially during like big events like E3 or Gamescom right. where they're starting to take away airtime from those companies because now they're doing the same thing they're doing and people remember yeah. G4 so fondly. I think an important thing to remember too when you mentioned things like IGN is that IGN did something similar to that. Um, when Disney XD relaunched itself uh, they had a whole, they do a thing where it was like after 8 p.m. it became Disney XP and IGN had a show on there. Like they had a daily show called IGN Now. I remember where they that. Would like, yeah, and it was, you know, we've seen people try to do this recently. This isn't like super new. Mm-hmm. And we've, we saw what happened. Like it kind of fizzled out really quick. It's a cool idea, but people aren't, y- you're not going to get me to watch it on there. I'm going to watch it on my phone. You know, I'm going to watch it on this computer or my iPad. I'm not going to flip through. I'm not going to watch a commercial for Cialis and know about the next episode of DuckTales. I just want to see, I want to hear that the game is good or not, you know? Yeah. It's just like it, that stuff can still succeed. I think like personality is going to be a big one. And honestly, I think that they're, you know, depending on how you feel about poaching talent, but like there's, there are a lot, if especially if Comcast is backing them, there yeah. are a lot of these creator types your that were part of the video game industry your your you know your Greg Millers your Alana Pierce's your um Andy yeah, McNamara are fully independent now yeah that like if G4 comes to knock and it says hey we want you to be a part of the G4 network here we're going to give you this money that we got from Comcast to help be a part of the this, of restarting G4 i think they can very much do that um, but again, that being said, I would also love to see. And this, I don't, this, you know, if this hits a touchy subject with some people, unfortunately, it doesn't matter because this is one of my things about running the show now is like it. I would love to see more diversity in some of the people yeah. they pick. Like, I, you know, grab... I was literally about to mention, like, <laughs> you need to. Like you need to get someone like you need to get the names right. You need to get people like Greg Miller. Like get kind of funny on there. Like they are a independent company. Get well, they're, people they're, like a lot of peers. Get names that we know. They're all, they're all those people are under 
rooster teeth. Oh, I forgot. They're under rooster teeth now. So Never mind. That might be a little hard for them to do, but like even just get get some names, but also get some people. This could be a great opening shot for new people in the industry and new faces. Yeah. I feel like the gaming kind of as we've grown and people have kind of broken off of the main companies like IGN and GameSpot and kind of gone independent. Yeah. Like we have all, there aren't these like big names in gaming, those faces that we right. instantly recognize now. And I would just love to see new faces from like minorities and um, yes, people, I was literally about to say, get in, in get the, my man, get Khalif Adams from Spawn on Me. Oh get man. Him, like, like, I love that dude. That show is genuinely just, I think, one of the low-key best secrets of podcast right now. Like, yes, they are just 100%. phenomenal. Get them. Get, like, Austin Walker from Waypoint, you know? There you get, go. There you go. Get people who don't look or sound like me and don't think like me. <laughs> it just, Please. It, and it just, I, I know that that has just been something that I've seen in the industry, and I would love to see more diversity pop up there. Uh, um, exactly. Says, Mika Burton. Mika Burton's awesome. I love Bingo. checking her out on um, Overwatch League when she's on there. Yeah, um, um, get someone like Laura Kate Dale. You know, like like she is a really amazing journalist. You know, um, Rutu says they need a Jeff. They need a Jeff Keeley to run things. I was going to say like they. I don't know if they can afford Jeff Keeley anymore. Although I was going to say Jeff Keeley's got some money, man. Like, like he's 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 doing his own thing too, and I know he has to work really hard on his own. And kind of partner oh, yeah. with people, I could see a world where Jeff is like, you know what, this could be stable money for me while I'm working on my big projects like the Game Awards. And we'll, uh, even even better. Put the Game Awards on there. <laughs> yes, like, they could partner with Jeff. It's like, Jeff, G-Force back. Let's get the Game Awards back under this umbrella and get this rolling. Yeah, exactly. And that would be a big windfall for him. Oh, that would be awesome. But no, I think, like, <clears throat> yeah, I think... There was a comment I read from somebody on Twitter, too, is like, and thinking about it, it kind of was that, like, the, if you think back to the X-Plays and, like, the the shows in G4 before, gaming culture was at a very different point back then than what it is now. And so I think a lot of the jokes and the methods and stuff that G4 did before wouldn't work now. So definitely have to change that up. Definitely got to change that up. Um, and, uh, which I think that's gonna, I think that'll be an easy one. I think people are very aware of that, but no, I, I don't, mm-hmm. like, it, it's just, do we even need G4 anymore? I want it. If it doesn't come back, right. I, I wouldn't be the end of the world. Like I think we were doing fine before this week when it got announced. Right. Um, but it, it's, I think it could come back if it. If it, it just has to learn from the last couple of years, and I think the right. big, I think the big thing it has to do is its execution. Like I don't, it can't. If it comes back and says, "Hey, we're going to be on Comcast packages now. We're on Channel eighty five. Come check us yeah. out." Like you're, go ahead and just get ready to close that's up. Cool. I don't have cable. You know, you you. I think G four definitely has to. That's why we talked about Twitch and YouTube and stuff like that. They have to know where gamers are watching the content now and your comcast television package is not the place where gamers are watching content now they're on youtube they're on twitch the short form media is the big thing and like that's got to be something that whoever's running the ship has to be paying attention to if they want to succeed 
you know, your Comcast package is so that I can watch NFL games that are out of my market because exactly. there's no way for me to stream it otherwise. NFL, what are you doing? Come on. Like, exactly. let me watch my Bears games, please. That's why, that's why I get um, not ESPN Plus. I get like PS Plus or Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus is great for sports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I that was the, another thing I found. I was like, good, I can keep up with my sports at least. But like... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, th- another thing to think about in-, in the same vein, this is a cool connecting point, is that, like, we're experiencing the same thing with E3, right? A game company doesn't need E3 to make their announcement. All they have to do is say, here's a tweet, here's a video, it's out next week. Yep. You don't need to You don't need to go, hey, let's send it to the X-Play guys, and they're going to show it off. That's cool. That's awesome. But, like, they don't need to. Like, the, the only... I think... I- Honestly, from what I've seen from this summer, the only, the big thing about E3 that I, I liked that I think would come, hopefully we'll see next year how everything rolls out, is that E3 was a unifying point. You could go mm-hmm. to E3 and everything was there. I didn't have to go to IGN or GameSpot or the Summer Game Fest that Jeff Keighley's doing. And I was, I was hoping that the Summer Game Fest would be more unifying, but I feel like it really hasn't. It's right. just been like this kind of, oh, here's a tweet. Like, it's coming up soon. Go to Make sure you go to this channel. But, like, mm-hmm. E3 was that one presence where you could find, like, if you needed to know what games were announced at the Xbox conference at E3, you just go yep. to E3.com. Boom, it takes you right there. It has the videos, yep. everything you needed to watch, and check out all the latest gaming news. And I think that is something that we missed we are missing because of that. I would probably say that's the big negative thing. Yeah. Um, I, like, I, I agree. I miss a lot of that stuff, too. But I think, honestly, getting getting people's attention for something like that anymore, like, mm. it, it's it's significantly harder. Because at, at this point now, I can just go to Twitter and see, you know, everyone tweeting about it. Whereas, you know, when E3 was happening, on when things like, you know, G4 were happening, I couldn't just search and go, Halo, you know, Infinite. Like, I had to wait for the replay on G4 later that night to see it. Now I can just pull it off of my phone. They post it right after or during. So I think just getting people together like that is significantly harder. Because, man, I miss E3. I miss having E3 parties like I used to have. I used to have friends come over and stay for days on end just to sit around and shout at the Xbox conference or cry (laughs) during the PlayStation conference, you know? Or question what is happening on the Nintendo one, you know? Oh, you know, I, I, I'm with you on that one, man. It's always good to watch that yeah. with a lot of people. And so, like, it, it you know, we, we talk about E3 being a big one. But, yeah, no, it's, it's got to be, like, G4's got to know where they're going. I think that having just a standard basic cable television channel package is not going to work. I, I, I really think the best course of action to be, like, G4 on Twitch or G4 on YouTube and, like, yeah. here here's the channel. You can come here to check out all of our shows throughout the week. And I like honestly, it would be you, you could still do it live. It could still be a television production. You're just beaming it to the internet, which apparently in 2020 is a yeah. hell of a lot easier than doing it over a cable channel package. So. Yeah, I'm busy on ESPN watching 2K League now because <laughs> you know. No, I, like, I can't get my NBA games now. If you had, if there was one show. Like G four is coming back. If there's one show that you have to yeah. have, what would you, what would you want to come back? Like they, 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 they got to bring it back. 
I say if they're bringing it back, if this is me, money's not an issue. I don't care about the viewership, man. X Play's coming back, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Like, right? Like X Play was awesome, but I think realistically, if you bring it back, I think Attack of the Show was a really solid thing. Like, we still, I think shows like that are so incredibly popular. Shows like this, you know, literally things like this, where we're here talking about the cool thing that Xbox did, they can easily still do that. I think I I, I would agree. I love X Play. All the skits oh, and man. crap they did in the video game reviews, like that was one of my points of like watching that stuff. But oh man, I, all their skits were so funny. The um, if you don't know, if you've never watched the skits, watch the X Play skit, the um, Emperor Palpatine. Yes, skit. just go yes. watch that. It's gold. Um, I love it go, so much. Go watch even in their later, even in later years, they sell it some good ones. Watch like when Morgan Webb left or when. Um, Dude, the Clayton Carbine or Clayton Carmine buys insurance, you know? Like Oh man. Yeah. Go any of those. Just go watch any of the yeah. skits there. But I, I, I this was the best. I would I would say hundred percent Attack of the Show. I think that if they, like Attack of the Show could be a great chance, and I think that's something that as we've in twenty twenty, um I mean look, she is doing so many other things at this point though, like you don't get a Jessica Chobot at this point, I don't think. I don't think so either. But it, like, no. it, it, Attack of the Show could be a great show to not only talk about, like, have a, maybe a, a a known brand, even if it was a couple of years ago, another known brand yep. talking about the gaming news, but also um, having a show where they could get developers. Like, you think about like how it was back when we were young in the game developers and stuff now, and now that we have the indie scene that's blown up, a lot more oh, yeah. AAA publishers, a lot, so many more games than we ever got um, years before. Yeah. And, like, have these developers all coming on the show talking about their latest um, games and right. whatnot. I think that, like, those developer insights are something that a lot of people are looking at now and looking forward to. Exactly. And Attack of the Show, I think, would be a great show to implement that and, like, get people on the show and talk about their games. It could also be a great, sp- yeah, a great space for indies to come out, right? Like, like I-, I could sure. easily see a situation where you go, hey, here's this game called Bug Snacks. Here's the girl who wrote that awesome theme song for Bug Snacks, which, is, by the way, is on Spotify. I know. Listen to it. That song slaps. It's oh, my just God. It's great. It's wonderful. Oh, it's wonderful. that bug snacks theme. I've had that on repeat all weekend. So <laughs> like... Bug snack. Okay, like, I can't, I can't get it. Right? Can't do it. Right? Can't do it. Um, but no, I, I mean, in, in, any of your thoughts you've got on G4 coming back? Again, I, I, I guess the key thing to remember with this is that this is next year. So they have a lot of time. They, they're definitely not just listening to us. They're listening to a lot of people. So yep. let's, let's hope for the best, but don't, don't, don't put all your, your, your money on it. I would say at, like, at the pace 2020 is going 2021 is a long time away. It feels like it. So I was about to say, you know what you could do with that same money. You could become a Patreon for this here show. Like there you go. Hey, there you go. Get some cool bonus stuff. Um, Seriously. Get some cool stuff folks. But <clears throat> That's it. That being said, that'll wrap up episode 15 of the Rocket Punch Show. Uh, remember, if you're joining us in Twitch, if you are a subscriber, you're um, or subscribed here on Twitch, our Twitch channel, then don't go anywhere. We're going to have our post show in just a little bit here. Nick and I get to BS around here. 
after oh, yeah. the show, and you guys can come ask questions. Um, so oh, you know, this top button gets unbuttoned. We're about to get really <laughs> yes. interesting. So. If you want to find out about that, you have to come in for the post show. But um, if not, that is totally fine as well, guys. Thank you so much for listening in. Um, one more time for the people listening in, Nick, where can people find your streams and all your content, man? I mean, just like it says in the bottom left of the screen, guys, Nick Uncut. I'm on Twitch here. Um, I am, I am trying to stream as much as I can, streaming interesting content. Uh, I'm also on Twitter doing the same deal. So if you want to support me, that's the way you do it. If you don't have the money to do it, things like anything from signal boosting, use money for things like that to support shows like this, like support small creators is a big thing I like to hammer on about. Um, Besides that, I am so incredibly happy to be on the show. I was, I remember coming, I remember leaving the first Twitch meetup we had thinking, I got to talk to those guys from rocket punch again, man. Like, (laughs) I still have a sticker somewhere over here, I think. So I've, I've I have a bag of stickers under my desk right now. So if you lose it, guess what? I've, well, <laughs> well, I might have pick you up on that. We'll see. I've got um, I've got regular <laughs> stickers. I've got like rocket punch show stickers that are glossy. I mean, oh, there's man. a bunch more in here. So I got magnets. Yeah. How do they work? You know. So um, don't ask a scientist. I'll just lie to you. So. <laughs> But um, other than that, guys, thank you so much for joining us here for episode 15 of the Rock Punch Show. Uh, we, we thank you for your continued support. Um, good night yep. and good game. See you next time.